0: If we were going to say, Brian, what's the line? What's the line that they crossed? The line is the amygdala because aggression is controlled by our amygdala. So, if we're looking for a reaction to fear or aggression, we need to go no further. And would it surprise any of our listeners or readers or watchers that the amygdala is one of the earliest? It's at the core. uh, and, And as our brainstem grew out, the amygdala was always in charge of paying attention to our surroundings and measuring likely danger by fear so fear was an emotional trigger but it wasn't the only emotional trigger brian we had our vision and we had our sense of smell and we had our hearing and we had motion right light motion and edges all of those things combined to warn us of something impending so that became the line and i think it's still the line today i think it answers
1: welcome to the left of craig podcast Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the Left of Greg podcast. I'm Brian Marin, the host and creator of the show. As always, I will be joined by human behavior expert, Mr. Greg Williams, who the show is affectionately named after. Here on the Left of Greg show, our goal is to increase your advanced critical thinking ability through a better understanding of what we call human behavior, pattern recognition, and analysis. If you'd like to find out more about what that is, you can check the episode details. If you have any questions or would like us to cover a specific topic, please reach out to us at leftofgreg at gmail.com. Today, we are talking about some of the different type of prank videos that you often see on social media, including a recent one in Virginia where a YouTuber was shot by someone who he was trying to prank. Although these different types of prank shows are very popular and been around for a long time, things don't always go as planned. During the show, we explain the different autonomic reactions that can occur during these situations, and we get into the nuances of each example and how they elicit different reactions from the subject involved in the prank. We also get into several related topics like false and forced socialization, how the lack of awareness plays into these shows, and the role of our amygdala plays in processing all of the information that we consume. Please don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find the links in the episode details. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with your friends. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. All right. Good morning, Greg, and hello to everyone listening. Uh, Thanks so much for tuning in. We've got a good show for you today. And we've got um, a good one, too, for our Patreon members who subscribe subscribe on there, too. We're doing another little special little Christmas one that I think you'll you'll enjoy but uh, today Greg uh, I want to talk about some of the things that I see happen out a, a lot on the news and I actually had some yeah. of the listeners have reached out about uh, some of these uh, situations where you know it's like a YouTube or Instagram kind of prankster they record something you know and they try to get people's reactions and they do oh hey man it's just a practical joke so the it's a practical joke game again it's been you you know it comes in many forms it's been around for a really long time oh yeah before you could record it i'm sure people were doing it outside the cave hey you dress up like make noise you're like you're in the bushes like you're a mountain lion you know what i mean like it it's it's been it's been around for for quite some time but the the one that happened recently um was in a, a mall in virginia where this kid had a youtube prank channel went up to a guy was messing with him saying something stupid the guy was they had no idea what was going on. He was trying to back off. It was literally like a 30-second interaction, but the guy the the sort of person who they tried to prank, you know, pulled out a gun, shot the guy. Didn't didn't kill the 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 YouTuber who who did it. But you know, he was charged with I, I forget what the actual charge. I'll have the link in the file, but it was a malicious wounding, right? right. He was charged with and then a couple of gun charges. And then he was acquitted of the malicious wounding charge so the jury said no like this guy he, he didn't choose to be part of this prank um you know he was saying it was self-defense now i had the kid died i'm sure it might have been a little bit different but he didn't and and so this comes into you know everyone's reaction is going to be a little bit different Based on the context, so that's the kind of the the main story that kind of started this discussion. But there's there's a ton of other shows that are similar like that. Yep. You know, there's the Impractical Joker guys out on the East Coast. They're hilarious. There's whatever the the, the Chris Hansen Dateline NBC. There's different versions of this. But actually, you have a great uh, historical one. Oh, the, I want to yeah, yeah,
0: I, I want to get to that. But let's make sure that we disabuse the idea that Chris Hansen's show is a prank show. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. Those, no, no, that's, no, no, that's hilarious. <laughs> right oh god. You would love yeah, those let together. Let me, let me yeah, clear you know that, that up for predator.
1: Throw that in a different different bucket there. But meaning the different forms in <laughs> so I can clarify of where hey, we're going to we're going to surprise someone with something and we're going to get it on and we're going to record it. That could be the publisher's clearing house at the super yeah, yeah, yeah. showing up the check. Whatever it is, it could be good, it could be bad, it could be a crime, it could be a prank. Like but but th- this is a common theme that we've seen in other domains where it's we're going to capture this and we're going to put it on TV. And so yeah. so there there's some go bad, some go normal, some go well like and there's this kind of range. And so this gets to the question of what, you know, what what the what some of the listeners were asking too. It's like, well, how do we why do some go bad? Why do some yeah, go, go away? Why, that's why? the that, sort of that's central the best theme. That's the question, here. I think, Brian. Yeah. I, and so let's go way back to
0: Oogluck and Mukhtar, And when one of them put a bucket above the cave entrance, and, <laughs> the you know, cl- when they Classic came bucket in, of you know, water of, with it, the yeah. open door. <laughs> and there it was pebbles because they didn't yeah. have a lot of water, you know. <laughs> but but the idea is that, you know, that's funny. But sometimes it goes too far. So uh, uh, I'll give you one. Uh, we were in a defensive perimeter. This is a military-related one. And uh, there used to be things called landlines, and you used to run out a phone and put this little DR8 wire to them. And then when you pressed it, Either a light would come on, depending on the switch, and the light was subdued, so you could only see it flash if you were, like, right next to it, and yeah. nobody else would be able to see it. Or it made a ang, ang, ang sound, and, you know, you were woken yeah, a Field phone, so, you got to wind it. it yeah, field yeah, phone, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And you had side crank. Yep. So, so uh, for those of you that remember that, for those of you that don't, uh, Brian and I just gave a good mental image of it. So, uh, earlier in the day, uh, uh, fearing that I would not be able to eat, uh, and also fearing snakes, uh, I killed a, a snake, and it was quite a big snake, and it was all out of fear, folks. It was not me being uh, survival Joe. I was completely uh, surprised by it, and so I saved the snake at that night. Uh, in in you know after B M N T or E E N T rather, uh, I wrapped that snake around that field phone, and then I left that position when the guy relieved me went to another position. You know, as a sergeant, you could do those things, and I cranked. Fucked that phone Brian until you know it was going off and then I heard the scream and I told everybody what I did and they thought it was hilarious so like nine minutes later I see this lumbering figure coming through the dark and the guy showed up and beat my ass and, I mean <laughs> we were in a fight for my life and he was like were you the one do you thought that was funny and it was so outrageous and I had never thought there were going to be repercussions but this time there were and so that takes me to our Alan Funt. So when I was growing up, I don't know how many of our listeners are what age group, it doesn't matter, but, uh, Alan Funt was a great guy that had a show called Candid camera and their tagline, Brian was smile. You're on candid camera. And uh, when you least expect it, you're right. elected. You know, I can, I can think of the whole song right now. And we just talked about this just a minute ago. Uh, but the idea was Funt would put people in situations that were hilarious, you know, and, and. The idea was they were pranks. They were practical jokes that were right up in your face, but they were filmed. And then when he sensed, okay, we're at a point, what he would do is he would come in and go smile. You're in camera and lift up the veil and show the hidden camera. And the people would immediately relax and everybody would laugh. Now, funny uh that show was on from 1948 to 2014 in one way shape or form including one of alan funt's descendants who did it uh uh, very recently right like less than 10 years ago uh alan funt was on an international flight and he's sitting up towards the front of the plane and the plane's hijacked for real and you remember during the 70s there was a lot of hijacking right it was very popular right so the people that are his immediate uh, 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 cabin mates, let's call yeah. them, sitting in the seats around him, go, hey, we get it. You're all in fun. We know who you are. This shit's hilarious. Well, what's happening is it's an actual hijacking, okay? And <laughs> the people around him are seeing it and sensing that it's a prank, but it wasn't. And and that grew into such a great story during the time, frame. Yeah. Nobody could believe it. But what was the line there? Thank God nobody got hurt. Thank yeah. God, you know, back then, remember, hijackings didn't all yeah,
1: end up they like uh, to, they flew them to Cuba. They hung out. Exactly. They tried it, to run up a big bill or something like that. You it, get yeah. Yeah. what I'm
0: trying to say. So, <laughs> so it didn't end with uh, Lee Marvin and Delta Force, you know, with yeah. uh, our Chef buddy Norris. Chuck Norris and a motorcycle yeah. having to uh, free the hostages. Not everything turned into that. Uh, some sadly did. And some overseas uh, resulted in a lot of death all at once. But what's the idea the idea is we have to understand where the line is because somebody like Chris Hansen, you mentioned Chris Hansen and catch a predator. Yeah. Chris Hansen was never attacked, never punched, never choked during his entire run of a series. Now there was a couple, two close calls where people talk shit, but when the cameras came out, they immediately calmed down and went back to their grumbling. Right. Yeah. Why that show with such high stakes. And then you mentioned another show, the impractical jokers. Okay. The Impractical Jokers show, they don't show it, but they're getting attacked all the time. They're getting lawsuits. They're getting cops called. So so what's the difference? And you know what? If we were going to say, Brian, what's the line? What's the line that they crossed? The line is the amygdala because aggression is controlled by our amygdala. So if we're looking for a reaction to fear or aggression, we need to go no further. And would it surprise any of our listeners or readers or watchers that the amygdala is one of the earliest It's at the core, uh, uh, and, and as our brainstem grew out, the amygdala was always in charge of paying attention to our surroundings and measuring likely danger by fear. So fear was an emotional trigger, but it wasn't the only emotional trigger. Brian, we had our vision, and we had our sense of smell, and we had our hearing, and we had motion, right? Light motion and edges. All of those things combined to warn us of something impending so that became the line and i think it's still the line yeah. today no, i think it answers the mail it, that,
1: that's that's the sort of the the general way to look at it right and and it, it is um it is a did it create or did it cause or you know uh um, for some sort of amygdalic reaction by the person because once Precisely. that happens right now i get all those catecholamines now i'm in this survival mode I'm not seeing it. I'm, I'm not going to see it for what it is until I come out of that. Right. I, yep. I, I can't see the joke or the humor, uh, you know, in that second, in that moment. And it's real for me. Yep. It's real fear. And that the, the, the problem there, too, you know, or the, what, what makes that more complex is that, that that line is different for every person. So and, so-
0: and it's different within the same person. I think you're yes. onto something. It right? will be based it, that, it incident does. dependent, right? And, yes. and and outcomes dependent. Yeah,
1: I, I agree. It, it it could mean, you know, it's one thing if it could be a similar incident, but you're alone or you're yes. a similar incident, now you're in front of a crowd of people, or you know, what I mean that, or your that, that wife could, is with you. That's right? what I mean. And, that, and
0: you're you're stepping out and there's an element of surprise, right? Where where like like uh, uh you, Brian, you remember there were shows Uh, uh, to catch a cheater or something like
1: that cheaters yeah yeah that's now i think i don't know brian now you have high stakes that's insane to me because there's that's that's a how many most OK, so most, uh, uh, you know, murders, you know, most homicides yes. in the United States are by someone, you know, and it's typically yep. often related to some sort of domestic dispute, domestic. something like this. So, yes. like, I mean, that's like if you had to pick the one thing that's most that, that right? could potentially most likely lead to a homicide, it's that. And they made a TV show about catching the cheater in the act like your and whole what do we world could be crumbling down at that w- point.
0: What we call it poke, poke the bear. Because yeah. sooner or later, you're going to be fishing in the Grizzlies, you know, a uh, stretch of uh, river, and, and they're going to attack, Brian. When animals attack, it's always funny on uh, Family Guy, uh, but listen, it's not so funny in real life. So, why did Brian, ju- again, to our listeners, pay attention to this part? Why did Brian throw Chris Hansen in uh, to the mix? And why did we just throw this into the mix? Because their types of pranks are practical jokes. There's a surveillance element. There's timing. It, there's there's all of a sudden we element. know something you don't know. That's yeah. the ambush there, right? Yeah. So 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 whether we're talking about it in a joking fashion, look, uh, jokes imply a, a sense of closeness. That that you're part of the in crowd. And that's why people prank. That's why when Ashton Cooper does it or whatever that guy's name is. I don't I don't know his real name. Yeah, close enough. Shows, is
1: that, close? Yeah, Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: okay. I don't watch those shows. But yeah. I do know of them and I know he's got a little uh, group and for a good prank uh, or practical joke, what they do is they figure out a fear of vulnerability of somebody in their close group. Right. Yeah. And they exploit that. So, so now you're so worried about that new Jaguar that you bought and all of a sudden, oh, it's been towed and they sent it to the, the demolishing you know yeah. place uh, uh, b- b- because they thought it was a bomb. And those guys are laughing and howling on a secret microphone and the other guys freaking out until they let them off the hook no different, Brian, than you and I sitting and watching a zombie film and we're eating the popcorn. And all of a sudden that anxious moment comes and the surprise becomes our ambush element. The same chemicals are going, guess what? Who's at the end of that road? The amygdala again. So, so here we are talking about the amygdala. So our reaction to aggression is a fail safe mechanism to get us out of the situation. And our fear literally promotes the chemicals that we need to get our feet
1: moving and you you kind of brought up another uh, another good comparison there with a movie or why these shows are so popular because i'm watching i'm in on it right you're in on even when you're watching a movie even though you don't know what's going to happen next you're in on it and you know that it's a movie that's why they're so powerful because you get some of that same reaction but your prefrontal cortex knows this isn't we're not really in danger. the The, the movie's going to end. The lights are going to come back on, kind of thing, right? So, and and so, I can pause it at any time and walk and, out of the and, room. And, and that's so, a big so
0: change. So yeah. that's a,
1: that's the same thing with watching these shows. But the problem is that the the subjects in these shows they don't know that they're in on it right they don't know anything about it so so that's part of what makes it so entertaining and that's what makes it so honest with those reactions but it also makes it extremely volatile and and so exactly. what, what, the in the volatility of them is what's kind of titillating and engaging for people and they, they we, we like to watch that um but you know it w- with you know, you you brought up the point too of even that the Ashton Kutcher one is a good one because like I think he uses friends a lot of times or people knew like other celebrities, so so it wasn't like the random exactly. on the street, you know what no, I mean? The, so there's a the li-
0: relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: there's a little bit more control measures in there, in a sense. Um, um, and, and like he probably knew like they're gonna be okay with it, otherwise he wouldn't have done it. And you don't know that with these random people on the street. You so the don't. more the more you see this stuff where and it's happening, of course, with with You know, social media and YouTube, like Instagram, all that stuff. Like people love doing that stuff and getting them. But like you, you're really you're you're sort of asking for it at that point. You know what I mean? If if something bad happens, you are completely responsible for it. And and so, Brian, go to the original article that you talked about this morning on a
0: quick text that brought us to where we are now. This guy was in the mall. He's a delivery guy, and he's badgered by a guy where in their title, goons is is part of their title. But what they did is they transported themselves from social media ethernet, from social media being on TV or text or anything, to following this guy around in the mall and pestering him and heckling him and getting in front of him until he shot him. And and so I think there's an element of in-person spontaneity, uh, psychological and emotional ambush. I think that that overwhelms us. And, and let's see how the amygdala works. Let me take you back to a little girl when you were a little girl, Brian. And, and uh, I, <laughs> I, was, I'm I was so walking. happy back then. Yeah, exactly. You were much happier, Brian. Embrace. <laughs> so I, I've got my shopping cart and i got a couple of things to get. And Shelly's in a different part of the store. So I go down into the outside of the store and I encounter this little girl. And it's kind of like, if you think of the twins on, uh, not Amityville, the, the Stephen King one with the the big lodge, uh, the hotel. Oh, yeah. Uh, the shiny you know. Yeah, shining, the shinning, uh, and it's around this time to Christmas time, so fear yourself. But this lone little girl at the end of the aisle, and I can see all the way to the other end of the (laughs) store. Okay, yeah. Okay, and this little girl is dancing and hopscotching and having a great time, and she's probably second or third grade. Do you get what I'm trying to say? That young, and she's running her hands across the cans on one side and the other side, and as I go by the first aisle, I see her mom is taking a left. So her mom is down by the cling peaches, pushing the cart. You get what I'm trying to say? Unbeknownst to the girl, the girl's still dancing and parading and singing to herself. And all of a sudden, she stops. That's her amygdala. And her amygdala is going, boop, and sending out a sense message, boop, "Uh, I think I'm too far from mom, boop, what could be the danger? And she pivots, and she turns around and sees no mom and sees Gigantor pushing the cart. She shit, literally and figuratively, <laughs> and started screaming and running until she found her mom. Why? Because her little amygdala isn't formed on anything other than survival. So when yep. you were at the wedding, Brian, and you saw that same little girl, and you said, hi, little girl, and she went over to whoever female had a long dress and gripped the dress and pulled it around her like curtains, that's because her amygdala wasn't formed for the aggression part to fight back to do any of that. Right. It was just fear. It was just pure fear. So those kids at that age, when they're involved, let's say, in a domestic, in the living room, and mom and dad are screaming at each other, those form uh, uh, the same uh, uh, cuts, the same uh, uh, axons and dendrites come to form that synapse, Brian, and it's not a good one. Because back then all they're doing is going oh my god i'm so scared i don't know how to get out of this situation well and, and, and especially the psychological it, toll Well, and, and,
1: right and especially in that situation right there because then that those are the people that they're supposed to run to when they're scared it's, that they're programmed to and now they can't so it's like i'm completely and b- both mom and dad are
0: different people people yes. that i haven't seen very very often in this manner and maybe there's alcohol on board border maybe there's violence that's going on and think of that little brain what do i do now
1: I, well, that, that's, there it, it, is no, there file. is nothing because they can't, they they know they're helpless yep. at that age. Yep. You don't have, like you said, you don't have the aggression yet. You know, yep. you you haven't really learned to, to your, your brain hasn't evolved to the point. Your amygdala hasn't evolved to the point where like, no, nope. you can fight back. And it's, so it's fear-based and you're, so that, that I mean, that's, that's, you know, well, that's going to fundamentally change the way your brain is wired from that point forward. Precisely but but um you know and that's that's a great example of of the development of the amygdala how it works the reactions you get and then what that does to you or stays yep. with you for the rest of your life and then because now you're thrust into this public situation where you don't know what's going on because that that was what was interesting too about the mall one is that it was a 30 second interaction so 30 seconds from the time this guy is standing there waiting to pick up his food at this food court you know kind of thing standing right there and then from that time someone coming up with a camera on your face saying some stupid line he probably didn't even hear what the guy was saying really or certainly at that point right because once I if I surprise you, what's your what's your initial reaction? That startle response is initial, and it's there. You know, your hands come up. You're going, "What's going on?" To protect yourself, like, that's autonomic. You can't. You you it takes a second to walk that back and get those catecholamines to kind of flush yes. through your system. So your brain has to realize that. And this guy kept pushing. He he did walk backwards, you know, or you walked, started walking away, like what the heck's going on? Trying to get some some time and distance there, trying to get some space. The kid kept following, kept following, kept putting it there, and he just drew his gun out and shot him. And it happens so quickly, and it just goes to show you how quick those reactions are. And all of those are different for different people. And so, you know, you 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 compare that to the um, I love the 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 Alan Funk candy uh, camera guy yep. uh, on the hijacking one because if you you can go read his description of what happened and it was it was amazing because that because those people around him recognized him they went oh okay Th- this isn't this isn't a hijacking it's a joke. Right. But then he said because of all the other elements in that in that situation where like the hijackers kind of like were wearing suits, the captain came over the radio and he was super calm. He's like, there wasn't this fear reaction that spread through the plane like you think there would be. So it was all those contributing factors and why it didn't. Yep. But, you know, it, it it was like he said it was odd because here you're literally on a plane being hijacked. There's a guy with a knife to the stewardess's throat and yep. no one's really Giving this fear reaction, and said it was it was just odd seeing that. But, but you're, you're but onto you, something. Yeah, so and th- this is where I'm going with that too. No, because, no, no. Yeah, because yeah. that's almost the situation that these people are trying to manufacture. Because it's but 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 in real life, so it's different. And that sort of um that, that that's basically just sort of incongruence, right? That yep. the cognitive dissonance there. It's like your brain ha- is trying to figure it out. So it's very easy for it to jump to holy shit, we need to fight for our life. Or just be in denial and go, wait, what? Uh, hang on. Like, is this happening? I'm not sure what to do because it's all coming at you fast. And that incongruence, it literally yes. takes your brain to a place where it's like, I don't, I don't know what to do. It's like the Ricky Bobby. I, I don't know what to do with my hands. I'm exactly. just going to put them right up here by my face. So, that's I, it just, that's so let's hit that. that. Story. Yeah. Let's, let's hit that from the
0: Alan Funt angle. Why is the tagline smile? You're on candid camera. Because he knew tensions were high, and so he started laughing and smiling, and grabbed the people, and immediately showed them the camera to do what—to ease the anxiety and the tension, so he wouldn't get punched in the mouth, or people would be angry. And and, And it was smile. I'm telling you,
1: smile. Well, that allows them to just mimic the behavior of people around them for the outcome of the situation. Yeah, exactly. And we're not laughing at you; we're
0: laughing with you. And so why? Because Alan Funt knew that the amygdala had two switches that were right next to each other. Like, have you ever tried to use a... Uh, uh, the remote for your television. And you wonder what psychotic bastard designed that son of a bitch, because the the previous channel, which you use a thousand times a day is hidden and it's one of the smallest buttons, right? But then a button that you've never used in your entire life. I'm looking at mine right now, uh, uh, you know, is, is never used, but it's centrally located and shit. Well, remember those things matter to your brain. So now two buttons right next to each other, both are red, both of the same exact size. And one says fear and one says violence violence. And you're sitting there and, and in the back of your mind, we love uh, music, Brian and I together. Uh, but in the back of your mind, we got the clash, the 1980 yeah, clash. It's the, the fight should I fight. stay or should I go? Yeah. What am I doing? Which button do I hit? And both buttons are in, inextricably linked yeah. to the the likely outcome. So why was it different then with uh, Chris Hansen? Because when Chris Hansen came out, he didn't come out and go, surprise, MF-er. Uh, uh, he walked out with a clipboard and a cup of coffee and he goes, hi, I'm Chris Hansen. And he sat down right across from the person like it was a flipping interview, Brian. Mm-hmm. And, and what happened is even though that person was suspicious and they may have wanted to run out that door and everything else, they weren't sure if Hansen was a dad. Yeah, They weren't sure if he was a gosh darn cop, right? And- they, but, but think about how they put that together. It's a perfect prank. Or practical joke. Hi, I'm a 13 year old boy. Meet me at this house. So it follows in the same vein, but all of a sudden it takes a detour and it's just you and he in the kitchen now.
1: Right. Well, yeah. And, and it's certain too, because the people going there, they know what they're doing is wrong. Of course they do. And they're nervous and they're going, okay. They're kind of like sinking in like, okay, I'm busted, but there may be a way out. I may still have an exit
0: strategy. Exactly. So if I react, harsh. Now I may not be given that opportunity later, but if I try to go, Hey, you're mistaken and talk my way out of it. Right. Brian, if I desensitize the situation a little bit from being so anxious, maybe I can talk my way out of this and guess what? They talked their way in. So that's a viable strategy, right?
1: Well, that's, that's the thing. They're going to fall back on that. And it's just exactly what you said with his delivery. He didn't, you know, he doesn't pop out and say, sit down stay right there. You know what I mean? It's just high. I'm Chris Hansen from Dateline NBC. I want to talk, and then like the guys with the cameras kind of come out, and he sits down. He's like, "Look, what yep. we we're planning on doing," and immediately engages him in conversation. So yep. now this guy's like, "Okay," he still isn't sure what's happening yet. But he didn't come across threatening and tell me I couldn't leave. In fact, when they go, well, I, I think I'm going to leave. He's like, oh, you're free because you know, they're like, you're free to leave at any time. Now there's there's a, there's a team waiting yep. for him outside, but, right outside, but, you yeah, can but, see but, it but, if you look out but, that window. You know, but but he just says, yeah, you can leave at any time. Yeah. And they're like, oh yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, so so the, the the delivery of how it is is you don't quite get that that read. That is strong of a reaction because of the context of the situation and how just how he enters the situation, right? It's no different right. than the candid camera. Smile is the first can thing, like, because now you hear that and you go, smile, yep. wait, what? And you're on candid camera, yep. and it's like, oh, and let me show you everything real quick while you're processing it. So it's like, okay, I can relax now. I don't have to fight or flight. I don't know, or, or yep. do both. You know what I mean? So, no, so exactly. Uh, let me give you an example of a, a, a very tense situation
0: where I was absolutely alone and it had a very similar outcome. Now the prank here, the the, the game here, like, like when you see two dogs playing with each other, two dogs that know each other can get really rough and rough house and play, but it mimics, if you don't know it, it mimics the real thing, right? So those emotions are real when you're observing the situation. So I'm hunting in a place called Daggett And to the best of my life, I can't remember if that's in Wisconsin or uh, uh, northern Michigan. I just remember that uh, uh, being one of the signs pulled into the town, sleepy town. It's still uh, dark outside. I go to a place and a guy had hand-drawn a a beautiful map for me to get to his hunting blind. Big bucks up there. You go. I only had that afternoon, uh, the morning and the afternoon. Then I had to be back at school. And so I follow his map. I park where he says. I go to do this stuff. And it's still dark and I fall asleep. The, the, The cardinal sin. Of hunting and i wake up and i look around and there's no deer there's no sound there's nothing it's a beautiful forest and i go okay i'm gonna go walking back to the car no idea where the car is now because i'm completely disoriented from the walk-in in the dark there's no signs even though i'm trained as a tracker brian i can't find a bent stick a, a dirty leaf a dirty sanchez anything and i'm looking i'm looking for that nipple uh scrooge uh, uh but as i'm walking around I make concentric circles, still can't find it. I go, okay, there's no problem with this. I've got it. So I say, I'm going to walk in a straight line, got my ranger beads. I'm going to go left side of this tree, right side of this tree, and I'm going to walk for 15 minutes and see where it takes me. So it's just nothing but deeper forest, all that other shit. So I go, okay. So I walk back 20, right? And I say, okay, now I'm going to go 15 this direction. Brian, inside my mind, I was thinking in a very analytical method, to find the vehicle, and ultimately, I did. But there was a part of my brain that goes, "You f an idiot. You're going to die out here." Yeah. Okay, so are, are you going to wait till the bear comes and gets you? Are you going to shoot yourself here? All these random, ridiculous thoughts were coming into my mind. Why? Because I had put myself into a survival situation, and the amygdala allowed fear in. The line was crossed, and once I allowed fear in, no matter how hard I was trying to follow my own instincts and my own training. Brian, Mm -hmm. it got, and then you know what? Thank God it was daytime. I imagined myself, what if this was in the afternoon and now it's getting darker, right? Yeah. Thank thank God I had my canteen with me. Okay. What if I'm out of water? And so the idea is those, uh, uh, electrochemical neurotransmitters in your brain are constantly measuring the likelihood of what's next. So in the Chris Hansen, he does a psychological disarming. And when you watch it, it's great. I don't know what kind of person he is only yeah. saw a couple of those, uh, episodes during that uh, point of potential conflict. I do know Alan Funt. I used to watch that show all the time. Link letter did another one where he was, you know, uh, talking to kids all the time and you know, you never want to talk to kids or have an animal on a show because they're so unpredictable. Yeah. But what they did in those circumstances is they knew the likely wave of endorphins that were coming in. They played the game and they conducted a uh, psychological triage or rehearsal of potential outcomes. Now, I don't know about the impractical jokers because every time I see them, I think of this goon article, uh, uh because when I see him, the guy's yelling now, now move over here now touch his face now. And then now try to give him a kiss and yeah. they're laughing, but yeah. they're constantly pushing that envelope and yeah. the envelope is going to open one day. And that's the line, right? We, we well, can't walk it the, back. And,
1: and, and, and that's the thing is, because it's, you know, the the shows want to stay on, they want to keep doing stuff that that line continues to move, right? what right. What is now what, what you know, used to be, you know, funny or something before it no longer is, right? You got to keep going. Now I got to yep. engage the audience. Now it's going to keep going. And I would say that sort of on, on the other side from the participant side, you know, with how. Because everyone's just walking around with cell phones now, right, and different screens and everything. There's just all this stuff competing for our attention. You see it all the time: people staring at it, they're down and in, they're not even realizing what's going on around them. You know, I I almost wonder if that you you it's more likely you're going to get an overreaction to these events, or these things will continue to get worse because you're now you know it, it, when you don't have a phone on you you're sort of forced to take in a little bit more of your environment no matter whether you're tuned out or you could be playing songs in your head it doesn't matter but the simple fact that you don't have something competing for your attention and you're 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 going to be a little bit more situationally aware and be able to read the situation yep. better but if i'm down and in and then boom all of a sudden this happens there's no time for me to literally take in the surroundings and try to Figure out and read the situation. There's zero time. It's just flash the bank. Re- You're the exactly f- right. And, and so, be, and that's kind of my concern with some of this is that, you know, as that continues, because people are always going to do that. Well, now people are so down and in that it's going to be either no reaction or overreaction. Right? They're, yep. they're just going to not going to get it. Right? Because they're not paying. They're not what's going on. Or that fear is just because that's our go to. That amygdalic reaction is our go to for our brain and our body. I don't care who You're you right. are. We
0: don't choose it. It chooses nope. us. Exactly. You're exactly right. And, and, exactly.
1: and so so that's my concern too with as these go forward that all of a sudden it's just going to be an immediate reaction from folks yep. like this i mean if you look at that that thir- you know the 30 seconds in the shopping mall that kid could have could have died right there for some youtube you know likes and and that kind of thing and that's where people are at and then if you add in there just yeah. depending on what else is going on in that person's life you don't know so so that's kind of like big picture on on what i see the, the issue with this is too and you know w- you brought up something earlier about With with a joke, right? With the with this sort of practical joke, we're going to play a prank on it. It's usually someone like you know, like we all do that with our friends, and they're part of the group. And you're you're not going to have that reaction because it's your buddies. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a little bit different. The dynamic is so different, and so we have a closeness. We have a relationship with that person. Even to the Ashton Kutcher one, he had relationships with all these people. He knew them, but then you know because sort of how we interact on social media now, there's like this. Feeling of we're more connected and we're closer and we know each other because we're now part of this larger community. But that's not a real, connection. but you're not, it's, it's an, not it's a real community. Of- but, but that's that's right. what I'm saying. And, right. and what's changed with this stuff now is that it's like, okay, well, now we're all part of it, we're all in on it. You're like, no, you're no, you're not. You're you're right. you're that's that's a virtual world that you interact with and it interacts with you but that is separate and distinct from what happens here right yes. uh, out here in in real life like your so so it's almost giving you this illusion of connectivity it's giving this illusion of community That that doesn't exist when you walk out the front door, and and if you're living in that sort of a world all the time, if you're always online and you're always engaging, that's how you do most of your connection and communication. You can have this false sense of connectivity when you walk out your front door, and and you, you have to look at them as separate and distinct because you're not that virtual world is not the real world in any way, right? I mean, there's nothing better than when you see you know some conversation take over you know on social media and gets blown up and all of a sudden. and then what happens is you find out a week later like, well that's actually not the story that occurred and that not at all really rare and right no, now no one takes it back and learns from it they're just exactly. they're on to the next one so you're caught up in this world and now you walk out that front door and it's a very different place and and so there's this sort of this illusion of connectivity and closeness to where those things ab- appear or feel like they're okay to happen yep. where it's not i mean you look at this case just the the one in the mall got me too because it's like the the fundamental beliefs of 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 what you know our democracy is based on and classical liberalism and how we view the world is you should be allowed to do whatever you want so long as so long as it does not impede the rights of others. Right. That's the general right. idea. That's like a foundational belief before you even get to what those laws mean. But you, what you're doing is is you're not allowing this guy to do that. You're impeding on his rights. You're impeding on what they do like that goes against. Everything that we're trying to do, and I don't think people obviously they don't realize that when yes. they're when they're doing these types of pranks. But you know, that's grounds for like I I'm not not just the, my amygdala reaction, but literally our legal system is based on our laws are based on you not being able exactly. to do this to me. So exactly. so it, it, there's the justification there for an overreaction right off the bat. You know what I mean? So so that that's why these things are so volatile because it really um, um it, 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 it there there's so much getting crossed. The lines are getting crossed. And this is how it plays out. And people so, are going to so die and someone's going go to get jail.
0: You're, you're exactly right. Somebody's going to die. And what you're talking about is psychologically a, a system of false socialization and forced socialization. So in the mall, I'm forcing socialization on you by getting up in your grill and continuing to, to mess with you until you bite back. The false socialization is the type of thing that we're seeing in the world. For example, Ukraine, uh, everybody got behind that. Uh, we knew who the enemies were. And hey, these are people that look like us and live in houses and drive cars like us and eat food that we've eaten before, Brian. And many of them speak flawless English. And And I know that there's a person in my community that was born and raised there. You know, So the idea is that all of a sudden now we have this socialization that we accepted and we followed it. But then all of a sudden Israel Hamas comes up. And now we're not sure about that, but they're kind of like what we know. And we do know a lot of those folks, but like, is the Palestinian really the now, Brian, what we've got is we've got that, that false bottom to the socialization, because some of those stories seem like they're the real thing, but they took me, we didn't have all of the same types of uh, uh, stories coming out of Ukraine, which were just lie upon lie, lying about this. And that. now there were internally psyops. Right. But that's not what we're talking about anymore. Now we're talking about that the line, my amygdala is not sure where the line is anymore. Well, okay. We, am I facing this or is this just an internal issue? Well, and is and, this and, a long way away? You get what I'm that trying that's to say? Because it's of not the previous same thing. Right? It's
1: not the same. Like if the, if the exactly. Ukraine war had never had happened and it had just been the Hamas attack, that would have, I yep. guarantee, would have been a completely different reaction. Completely. And, but now I like, wonder. Well, wait now, a minute! Wait, now we're doing this again. It's like, so well, it's a separate incident. It's like, no, it's yeah. not because of this. It's like, well, yeah, but you know. And, and so they now that here's another forced socialization.
0: They throw. In, you're spot on, Brian. And and we're talking over each other, folks, because we're so excited and amped up because it's true. Look at it. So I want to tell you something about the Chinese. I got a friend, Greg Daniels. By the way, shout out to Tilo. Thanks for being a listener. uh Shout out to my niece. Thanks for being a listener. Those are great guys. When we hear from them, especially over the holidays. Uh, but Brian. Uh, uh, Greg Daniels constantly talk about China and how dangerous China is in this. And that. China may be dangerous. When was the last time China was tested militarily? Exactly. When was the last time anybody in China fired a shot in anger exactly. during a combat? Okay. So kiss my ass. That changes the math. And you pundit that are out there looking and saying, well, numbers of numbers and numbers facing numbers. Yeah. Okay. okay. Israel is a small country and, yeah. and Israel is a volunteer uh, military with, with a, a whole bunch of people that, that are coming together now to band for and, and all of a sudden in Detroit, where you've got the highest Muslim, uh, uh population and highest number of Arabs outside the middle East all live in, 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 Dearborn. And I grew up right outside of Dearborn. Okay. We never had any problems with the situation for the Gulf war. As a matter of fact, most of my Terp translators yeah, were from Dearborn. Player, yeah. uh, you know that. And, and, and so, uh, when we went back for the graduation ceremony and we met with, uh, all the Dearborn coppers and and talked about the issues even Brian even the the underwear bomber that that tried to burn in Wayne County uh to Metro Detroit Metro Airport uh all of that other stuff that didn't shake the resolve of the Arab community there they were strong they were smart okay and they lived side by side with israelis that wasn't a difference but now what's the difference Brian now it's the forced socialization now you have your silence is violence brian you have to take a side yeah, you have to you know, pick a choice yeah. So what you're doing is you're putting me back out in those that. woods where i've got this fear and it's not something i can see and hold brian but it's still fear and it's motivating me to have all these chemical reactions and i'm not sure what to do so i'm going to act out somewhere well that that you squeeze a water balloon that well, fucking water balloon is going to be coming out of your fingers yeah one
1: way or the other you know? When you increase the pressure, it, yes. it, it forces it, it, it forces a reaction. And so so you and and because we're humans, that's right. not going to be a subtle. It's not going to be a nuanced reaction. It's going to be A or B. Right. And so you're, you're forcing someone to to sort of choose sides with this, which goes right back to all of these things that, that these situations that are manufactured with all of these different pranks. like you're forcing someone to say. Am I under attack or is this all a joke? Exactly. Am I is and, and, and this okay thinking, or is this not okay? And so, I don't have I don't have all the information to go off right. of. I have to go off my emotion-based decisions that all yes. humans do and what's right in front of me. And if it's fear, if it's a threat, then yes. that's what it is to me. And it gets coded my brain that way. And that's how it's going to be. You're exactly and, right. But we're not talking apples and lawn chairs. The idea
0: of uh, uh, and, and this didn't slip into Hamas. This has nothing to do with, with that situation. But it does, because Hamas's atrocities at the beginning during that invasion, Brian, that's ridiculous. shit. So you can't brutal. do that. That it is so it, unbelievably horrible. brutal. Yeah. But then somebody is going to come up to you with a camera and a microphone and go, "Well, it's no different than an artillery strike on a hospital." But well, wait a minute, what are we doing <laughs> yeah. there? What are we trying to force? Yeah. So, so the idea, I think, I think, I think intent has a, joke, has a
1: lot to do with with how we should determine some what's what's right or what's you know, wrong, right? Uh,
0: but but listen, in that same conversation, don't bring up a DUI accident that kills a kid. Right. You, know, you see, yeah. because what we're doing is we're conflating, we're yeah. forcing certain things to go. And that's comedy, Brian, that's the joke. And, and what I'm going to tell you is that that joke in certain circles, when I'm close to those people, like will work, but it's not going to work on a global scale. And so those people think socialization that's forced is going to work and it's going to have dire consequences. And and I'll give you a low level, dire consequence. Uh, You and I both have the same friend. That's a drama queen. Unbelievable. No matter what happens, it's going to change the whole day until we flip that script and turn it around and stuff. And we have to expend a lot of calories to get that person back in the boat. Okay. So no matter what we do, don't say this or this because the drama queen will show up and it'll take us hours to, to pull it back. What do we always do, Brian? We go right for the jugular <laughs> yeah. the minute that we see him because we think that shit's hilarious. Uh, that's us forcing, forcing socialization. But because it's down and in and because it's in our tribe, it's okay, it's okay, and we get away with it over and over again. Try that at a mall when a guy is a delivery guy, and he's just eaten and he's trying to get out of there, and you're going to get shot. That's the point. The point is that, that if you change uh, uh, the calculus, you're going to change the result, yeah. and, and if you're not careful up front, you have to look at human nature and human behavior. When I say human nature, I'm saying what's inside of us pre-wired, and then human behavior how we react to those things when we encounter them on the street and that's why you and i still have a, an argument over and over and over again with with uh simulation when yeah. you simulate yeah. okay uh, you can't just say hey brian we're going to simulate this and it's going to be exactly like a car crash we're going to simulate this and it's going to be no you, you you have to go outside the wire and you have to feel the environment because emotion is part of that Uh, uh, Brian, your ego is part of that. You Mm. have such a fragile, fragile ego system as a human that when somebody plays a prank on you, if it was just you and the other person, you'd lean in and tell them, Hey, that's funny. I hope you got your rocks off, but I swear to Christ, if this happens again, I'm going to stab you. Where does that come from? That doesn't come from you thinking about it. That comes from all of these emotions and these chemicals are pushed up in your brain. And now you're forcing me to have either a violent reaction or fear. And what happens when I get too much fear? Fight, flight, freeze, right? So, so those are, and, and you talk about it so well by using the term inevitable. Those are inevitable. I would use the term likely reactions to these pranks, and 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 you have to be careful because, I understand, what the court did in this, and and there's a, a lesser known uh, legal battle being fought. There was a, a weapons charge. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but that, the weapons charge yeah, that stemmed from it has incident, to do with the that, mall yeah, and has yeah, to do yeah, with yeah, the yeah. local stuff and everything else. Let's pull back from that. Let's go back up to thirty thousand feet. What they said is there was sufficient provocation for this guy to shoot another human being. And Brian, it was just words. Never yep. touched him. He didn't yep. slap me. Didn't push him down. He didn't spit nope. in his food. And that's huge. That's huge to me. That the courts are still taking a look at that and saying, wait a minute, words can hurt. And 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 defiling, you know, besmirching the 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 name of Herb is still a, a crime that's punishable. By you shooting somebody, it's like the old west. You know, yeah. in the old west, if you got up in somebody's grill and they shot you, you could say, "Your Honor," you know, "Boys will be boys." And, yeah. and somebody said, "Yeah, I get that." Okay, that is borderline what we're seeing here, but it's not because of the gun toter. It's because of a person that said, "I can force socialization on you, and you have to take it." And that's not the world we live
1: in, buddy. Right? And, you know, and and you no, know, in and, and what we're talking about too is just how we process information doesn't matter yes. what that information is it's the altercation at the mall it's the news article it's something you saw on tv or online it's how we it's that that amygdalic reaction is what we're talking about yes. and how powerful that is and and how i think it happens you know without us realizing it. I mean, it's it's running no, in the background. It, it, meaning exactly. And and, and, and people and that's you know what what people really play on. Who have popular you know whether it's a a, a news show or or whatever. Yep. It's a, they're, they're playing with that because they know it'll get you. It'll engage people. So so
0: let me throw you an amygdalic reaction that happened twice uh, to our CEO and the love of my life, Shelly, smartest human I've ever been associated with. So she's getting old. I'm getting old. We're all old. Uh, uh, the other day she, you know, she still runs everywhere, everything she's she's spry youth. Uh, even though she's 60, she never acts like it. And she'll kill me if they find out uh, that I just said that on the air. So she's running up our steps at the front of our house. It's all big wood blocks and cement, and it's a slick day outside and she slicks and skins her knee. She just hits her knee and goes down for a second. You know, Shelly, she's going to rub some dirt on it and get back up. The first thing out of my mouth is, Hey, you're okay. And she looks at me and goes, how the fuck do you know I'm okay? This hurts like a Dickens. And she goes and starts talking to me. My amygdala forced that reaction because my brain instantaneously said, I love this person and I yeah. want them to be okay. Yes. Now, let me take you back to California, that, that time that I was coming back from uh, a trip overseas and uh, outside the the, the wire and she had cooked for me and i come in the house and she slipped and uh, uh tented her elbow which is a, a very painful injury if anybody knows about that and i actually covered her face with a dish rag while i was calling uh, emergency because this was something where we need a special type of transport can't just lift her up shoulders dislocated tented elbow yeah you know she's turning purple and and the reason i did that is I dialed 900901912. I was going all over the place. Is this was the love of my life and I couldn't see her in that way. So I had to change the way I viewed that. And that happened instantaneously too. So when you force yourself into a situation where there's an ambush, and in this case, the ambush was too unexpected, uh, uh, real life, holy shit, you get what I'm trying to say? Then the toll is so much faster and harder on your system. Why? Because the amygdala is trying to keep you safe. And this is a member of your tribe and they're in peril. And so you take that. So, so, so when you look at like impractical jokers, if you try to pull a prank, when I'm at dinner with my family, Brian, the outcomes could be very violent. And horrible for you. If uh, How many times have we seen in a courtroom, Brian, where, yep. where uh, tensions raised or or out on the steps of the courtroom where the people keep pushing the microphone in your face? Those nuanced differences in our environment are enough for us to go zero to 60, flash the bang, and resort to violence because uh, the amygdala is literally uh, controlling uh, uh, violence in our brain. And, and when I say that, you have to understand what I'm talking about. If you're going to commit violence on somebody else, the amygdala is leading the charge. So yeah. if you keep pushing it, Brian, if you keep giving these triggers, sense memories, the smell, the sight, the sound uh, of, of something that's going to trigger the ancient human in you, then reap the whirlwind. Understand that that, that you're going to do that. And, and Brian, Uh, I, I don't want to say what's on our Patreon for today, but Patreon is very closely related to that. And I'll tell you this, uh, rage has to run its course. Okay. Fear has to run its course and violence is a language. So violence can be used to answer fear. Now I'm not making that statement. Your brain is back up and listen to what I just said. Yeah. Violence can come out of nowhere, Brian, to protect you against impending fear uh, which thinks that a threshold has been reached that if you don't react violently, you may become injured and your brain won't do it. Your your brain will not sit there and measure. Your brain will go. I side with Greg. Yep. I side it, with it, Brian. Yep, every time. It's,
1: It has to. It has to make a choice. Has to. And it's, it's an A or B choice. There's yep. no, it's a zero or one. It's, it's That's why we give awards yeah. for a
0: guy jumping on a grenade to save his team because that doesn't happen. Okay, no, And well, when you, you see something like that happen, it's so outlandish to the way your brain is wired. Yeah, your and, brain is wired you first.
1: But then, and then that's also to like that. That's through through training, right? You can, of overcome, course, come, you can overcome the natural reaction to want and to, love. Like, yeah. Okay. And, and but, relationship.
0: I'll give you an example. Go back for a second to uh, for socialization. You and I travel a lot on an airplane. I see the kid come on the airplane with the hat pulled down with the earphones on with his eye Uh, protection on, uh, looking down at his phone, adjusting the music, never pays attention to what row or aisle or who's around him or anything and walks by me. I see that kid out of a plane of 176, 170 times. Then I see a mother and she's carrying one baby and she's got the other kid in front of her and she's looking at every person at every aisle and talking to the kids and managing the bag, right? The whole time. Why? Because the stakes are different. The stakes are higher there. And then the next person comes on and they've got that shitty backpack with the strings, doesn't even have straps on it. And they're turning to look around and they're smacking me in the head and smacking the other people in the head. We talk about situation awareness. Situation is uh, awareness is born. It starts with the amygdala, throwing the rock in the pond to check the, the things. And when I see that that young mother with her kids paying attention to her surrounding environments, I'm immediately transported back uh, uh, to how... Our fundamental wiring was created uh, uh, back in the infancy of humans, and yeah. thank God for the amygdala.
1: You know, yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I'm trying to trying to pull out the the lesson here, the the so what and everything. And I got the sun coming in my face. No, but we I we see that we uh we we the the reason why these are interesting stories to us is because it is because these are just more examples of like th- this is how humans are wired. These are primal reactions that you cannot control. And so when, when these situations occur, like you can't be surprised when, you know, I was, when this one, even when the the mall shooting one happened, I was like, it's not not surprising at all. And it's going to keep happening and people are going to keep doing it. And this is why. And, and, but, but, you know, then big picture, this is why everything, a lot of things happen. (laughs) This is, this is how we, so what, what's the, so what in there? yeah we 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 process all information um at a very primitive level um many of the times and uh, you know this isn't sitting back i'm reading a book at night you know this is interesting okay i'm diving into something i'm talking when it's getting beamed at us and we're you know and it's headlines and it's taglines and it's meant to rope you in you're getting an amygdalic reaction now how yep. powerful it is is dependent on a number of factors and and but you time dependent Well, the time you're, ass- okay. well, time you're associating context, with what exactly. it is like you yep. you know if it's just something But those aren't surprises Brian we no. know that going in that's what i think is and, key and and so it 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 is it is how we process information at a very primal level it's happening no matter what and and so we you know like you brought up when we, we talk about all the time on the podcast about humans having sort of a what we call like a fragile ego system yes. how does this affect me how is this going to make me look even you, you, you can be an incredible human being you still have that going on in your head it's not something you shut off it it's, yep. it's just part of our survival and so i, I when these things occur it's one it's not only is it not surprising but it's it's a look into this is how everything works this isn't just these situations, this is how exactly your world is to your brain it's different than your prefrontal cortex your limbic system is kicking and it's having a very different experience than you sitting in the food court at the shopping mall enjoying the cinnabon with your friends exactly like it's two different worlds are happening within your brain, and you're not even realizing it. You know, you're yep. not you're not psychologically homeless. You're you're there. <laughs> I, I love you for I, bringing that I up. I didn't work <laughs> you that get extra Points. My, my, our, our new. You favorite can be geographically homeless. I'll, yeah. I'll give her that one. Yeah, yeah. You can be an unhoused person, but you your, your, your 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 psychology nah. does have a home at all times. Listen, um, if we're if if we're gonna talk about bringing it in for
0: a landing for a lesson. Remember when you rub the lamp and the genie comes out, the genie's got to look around and figure out what the fuck is going on. Mm -hmm. Because when the genie comes out, he comes out and goes, Hey, what do you need? He doesn't come out going, got it, got it. I get it. The car's out of control. The brake lines were cut. Your amygdala is exactly like that. Your amygdala constantly sensing, constantly waiting and all that other stuff. It has to wake you, the genie and say, something's different. Better look around. Something's here. And, and Brian, if we're not aware that that occurs in that order, that it's your brain that's triggered by the external arousal, and you have to catch up when you come out of the lamp, then you're going to be behind the curve. When you're behind the curve, what do you got? You got fight, or you got flight, or you got freeze, and and all of those can be detrimental to your survival, or uh, your relationship, or your kid's survival, or living through this traffic accident. All of those are are immediately dependent upon your amygdala and we give no thought to it when we go out into our environment. As a matter of fact, we had a bunch of shit to it, Brian. We mm-hmm. had our earbuds and we mm-hmm. had you know distractions and we had all these other things to it and then wonder how we got roped into this this gosh damn practical joke. How how did it happen right in front of us?
1: You know Yeah. No, that's 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 the the idea. You're really you're kind of rolling the dice there with with what what can happen. And yes. uh and so uh, um, I mean I, I think that's that's the kind of big takeaways here, right? Is that it's that that line, that amygdalic line is gonna be it's subjective and it's involved with everything that you're doing in every your life. encounter. Every, every encounter. One. So um I think that's a good takeaway. And yeah. Like you said we've got some more fun stuff, Christmas related and amy- oh amygdala related too. Yeah, uh, for the Patreons. Funny how we did that. Funny yeah, how uh, that we, didn't we took an exit and both of these stores are on the same street. Yeah. I never thought of that. No, neither did I. And then we robbed the store and then we spent the money at the liquor store. So if I got uh, back on the freeway, none of um, what you should do. um, On that note, exactly. we we do appreciate everyone uh, for tuning in. We do have more on the Patreon side. We've got more stuff coming up next year, which will be fun. And this will be out right? I think, wait, this is going to come out like right after Christmas. So we hope everyone had a great Christmas and then you get some time yes, off to spend time with the family and all that stuff. And got some, some, some good ones. It can be, a, it can be a tough time of year for some people, uh, uh you know, especially when, when I'm you've lost reach out and tell when somebody. somebody, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Stay, stay in touch with folks, but we appreciate everyone tuning in. Uh, again, like we said, if you enjoy the episode, share it with your friends, check out our Patreon site and don't forget that training changes behavior. That's all for today, folks. But if you'd like even more content, you can head over to our Patreon page. The link can be found in the episode details. Please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, follow us on social media, and please tell your friends about the show. Thanks for tuning in, and we appreciate your support.